the idea of sort of what am I going to do in a week's time or what's my purpose in life is too big a question and that can create its own anxieties. Um, while I do believe in a deliberate life and a purpose-driven life, sometimes it's just enough to go, okay, well, what am I going to do today to input a little bit, to affect somebody else in a positive way a little bit or to look after myself and just to give myself a little bit of, of self-care? Um, and when you're in the depths of depression, you know, the, the idea of going downstairs and making a meal can be almost incomprehensibly difficult. Yeah. Um, but just taking those tiny steps of self-care, self-love, thinking how you want to appear, and then at the end of the day, just that little bit of gratitude, find something, even if it is as banal as, okay, well, I, I went outside and I saw the sunlight or had a nice conversation with a friend, can begin to sort of, you know, put down those building blocks of progress. Yeah. Welcome to Move With Gratitude, a brand new podcast from us here at Run Grateful. My name is Mark White and I'm the founder of Run Grateful, which is a social initiative aimed at growing a global running community with a focus on gratitude practice, using the power of movement as our vehicle. Join me as I have insightful conversations with others as we dive deep into personal stories, talking all things movement and gratitude. We hope you enjoy the episodes as much as we enjoyed recording them. And don't forget, don't just run, run grateful. So good morning, me and Danny are on tour this morning, we're in a, a little place called Bishop Stalford in Hertfordshire with an amazing man, which we're going to introduce in a second, goes by the name of Matt and he's doing some incredible things this month, um, which we're going to dive into, so good morning Matt. Hello, it's nice to see you, hi Mark. How are you, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great this morning. Good. If you'd asked me yesterday, it might have been a different answer, but today I feel fantastic. Good. Well, we're going to dive into that, as I suggested. So you're on an incredible challenge this month for an incredible charity, you know, spreading some awareness and raising some funds and doing some miles. And um, so, yeah, I'm just intrigued, really, just to just to talk to you, you know, about what that is and, and sure. why. And, uh, and it will naturally, organically go into uh, an interesting conversation, I believe, around mental health yep. and, uh, and things of that nature which in my opinion in my experience sorry will absolutely tap into run grateful what that represents and this whole move with gratitude podcast that we've kicked off so yeah there's a there's a lot to talk about and absolutely. i'm aware you've got a few miles to do today which um let's start there what, what are you up to why are we here in bishop stalford on this glorious cloudy saturday morning okay let's, uh, i'll share. explain Tell. run the country ultra is the challenge that i'm doing at the moment I'm running 21 ultra marathons this month. Mm-hmm. I've done five this week. Wow. Um, so I started on Sunday running every day. I run through county borders. Okay. So sometimes it's one or two county borders. I think the most is four county borders up in Leicestershire, Lancashire, around that area. So, um, And it's kind of a process. Every day I get up, run an ultra, and then prepare for running an ultra the following day. So... So the ultra is the ultra. An ultra marathon is anything really beyond forty-two kilometres. So I'm running about forty-five to fifty kilometres a day. Uh, so that's about twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I've got a big grin miles. on my face. I don't know why I'm grinning, but it's just, <laughs> it's just one of them ones, and it? it just seems a bit, a bit unimaginable. But it's you, a bit you're bonkers. It. I must yeah. admit. Um, so I wanted to do something really audacious a couple of years ago um, to raise money for the campaign against living miserably, a charity called Calm but also just to push my body to see how far I could go. Um, so I wanted to do something uh, audacious and uh, started to run ultra marathons. 
have been a, mar- a marathon runner in the past and also a triathlete. Thought I'd see how far I could push my body, and this is how far I'm pushing it. So yeah, it's it's audacious. So started in Cornwall, ran from Cornwall to Devon, uh, then I went up from Wells to Bristol, uh, then back down, Pool to Bewley. Um, Horsham, Guildford to Horsham and then yesterday I ran Brighton to Tunbridge Wells which was uh, really really quite tough Yeah, it was raining, I ran quite a lot of that on my own um, uh, it's a difficult day in the office but I'm feeling really really pumped today so it's good to be here Bishop Storford to Cambridge and then we head north in, across England uh, we go up towards the big hills up in the Lake District uh, and then back down through Manchester into the Midlands to finish in London on the 1st of October. Well, so a few miles to do. Yep. A few miles in the bank. 250, no, it's about 230 kilometres so far this week. Okay. So this will be a nearly 300 kilometre week, and it's 300 kilometres every week for wow. the next, sort of the next three or four. Good luck to you. Absolutely un- un- unreal. And, uh, you know, as you've alluded to, you know, there's a, there's a reason for doing it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some <clears> personal goals there if that's the right way to position it we've seen how you can test your body and how far you can go and you know that curiosity which i can identify with but also yeah the, the you know the awareness around uh, the campaign for living miserably and uh, against living miserably and uh, and the funds that you're raising so I, I see this morning or late last night that you've yeah, already raised quite a bit of money uh what, what are we at at the moment uh, we've raised about £27,000 wow, um, online and offline. Um, people have been incredibly generous. I've been raising money now for about a year Okay. <clears throat> in preparation for this. We've done some runs where we got people who've never run before to start at sort of zero to 5k um, and helped uh, hundreds of people get into the sport. Um, so that all helped before we started. And obviously, since we started on Sunday, we've um, really accelerated. So there's been plenty of very, very generous donations. My ambition is to raise £105,000, um, but every pound counts. Of What's course. important is that we raise as much money as we can. But you sort of also talked about the fact that I'm trying to raise awareness yeah. for the purpose behind the charity, which is to... Um, address the stigmas around men's mental health and um, try to sort of make it much more normalized common conversation about depression anxiety how to avoid it as importantly as as helping people in crisis yeah yeah absolutely and and you know it's, it's close to my heart and you know last week actually you know it was kind of chatted about internally to to do a, a run grateful podcast with me you know maybe dive a bit deeper into my history and background about why run grateful is is a thing and and the gratitude in particular how it got introduced to my life and you know very quickly how i see how it really uh, benefit my own mental health and kind of my outlook and you know all that kind of jazz that you know you learn um, what I've learned over the years of certain things that really support me, you know, mentally and mm-hmm. you know, on a daily basis or moment by moment, wherever way I need to use it, you know, gratitude is absolutely one of them things that I lean into and have done for years now. So attaching it to movement and running in particular was was a natural coming together for me. Um, and it was only like a year, 18 months ago that I introduced that to the world by way of Run Grateful. So, you know, talking about your own 
background and gratitude and you know where, when did you maybe first come across it you know and is it something that you've you know introduced into your life more often than not these days and yeah just maybe share mm-hmm. some of the value of, of, of the power of gratitude and, and how you you know use it in in your day to day um i have a daily practice so i get up at six o'clock in the morning do some breath work do some meditation um i might use an app to support that um, when that's appropriate go for a run um consciously eating it's all sort of part of preparing myself for a day it does take a little bit of time and i'm appreciative that not everybody has or feels that they have time which is why i get up early and then i close out every day with a gratitude practice and my wife and i every single day well we didn't do it yesterday but i think that's you're allowed i think i'm allowed a bit of time no one's perfect Um, (laughs) i've been great grateful for every kilometer and thought about it every kilometer but at the end of every day we ask each other the three things that we're grateful for Amazing. So just before we go to sleep, you know, what are we grateful for today? And so we've been doing that probably for the last five years. And um, it, you really have to think. Sometimes it's really obvious. I'm grateful for seeing some friends. I'm grateful for sort of a piece of work that came in. I'm really grateful that I got some great feedback on something that I did. And sometimes it's a bit banal. It's like oh, I'm, I'm grateful for the fact I had food on the table or I'm grateful for the house. Um, but it really puts you into a positive mindset. And we can focus really easily. I think humans tend to sort of remember um, difficult circumstances, bad experiences and less positive things. We can focus and bias on the negatives. So to pull the mind back to the things which are really beautiful, like this morning, meeting the two of you, you know, being out here in fresh air, the ability to be able to run freely, um, uninhibited, to have you know, strength in my body to, to do the next 60K or whatever it is today. You know, these are the things to focus on. Um, it, I think it just sets your mindset positively. So I do it at the beginning of the day in my meditation, and I also do it and an intention setting as well, and then particularly the gratitude for what I've been able to achieve during each and every day. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And you know, as, as we're getting to know each other over the last few weeks in particular, you know, I relate with your outlook and uh, and also relate to the fact that I think we're both really appreciative and respect the fact that. Uh, you know a lot can happen in 24 hours and life can be very harsh and you know we've got experiences where maybe gratitude wasn't at the top of our list of things Mm -hmm. to do and you know maybe things were a bit darker if that's the right way of positioning it and just kind of tipping over into the edge of glass half full as opposed to glass half empty and you know it's something that uh, absolutely is in the fact uh, the the fabric of run grateful and and something that me personally I'll I'll bring up uh, more often than not uh, is because it's a delicate one, isn't it? Not, I'm not assuming that everybody out there feels like they can be grateful all the time, you know, yeah. because of challenges or circumstances, and you know, depending on how they're tuned into it or their experience with gratitude, they're just like, uh, no, thank you very much, not for me, you know, because they're in a certain point in time where, yeah, you know, the, the hope isn't uh, as you know, they haven't got much hope, you know, let's, let's have it right, and you know, and I'll, I can remember days like that for me mm-hmm. when I had no hope so you know if you don't mind you know and um, if you're willing to do so which I believe you are because you gave me a bit of license to go down various directions tell us about you know them, them kind of experiences that you've had where you felt like you had no hope and yep. and gratitude wasn't something that was you know a part of your daily you know daily life yeah well the first the first situation was uh, when I was about 20 uh, final year of my university degree I'd, I'd become increasingly anxious and then chron- chronically anxious um, and depressed 
um, and that was the first time that I planned to take my own life um, which uh, fortunately I survived my friends um, alerted my family and you know I was uh, taken back to my home and cared for and uh, made a recovery <clears throat> and where was your home then where, where did you grow I, up? I, was, um, I was graduating from Exeter okay <clears throat> excuse me frog in my throat so I was graduating in, from Exeter but uh, couldn't complete my final year uh, because of the depression. I was put on beta blockers and antidepressants. Um, I was in- incapable of functioning really. And at that time I don't think I was able to think positively. To your point about having a gratitude practice, I was very sort of negatively biased. I didn't want to get up, I had no motivation, I didn't want to study, I didn't really want to have any interactions with friends. Um, and I think it was almost impossible at that time to sort of find the silver lining. Um, and that was the way that my mind worked each and every day. Um, recovered from that, but never really dealt with the root causes behind it. Went into life, a very successful career in marketing, uh, family, children, home, you know, all of the materialistic things that yeah. come with success. Um, but then again, in my late 30s and early 40s, began to suffer from depression again. And I think this was to do with... Um, self-acceptance, self-love um, and understanding the value that I represented to my family and the community that I was a part of I began to again feel pretty depressed and planned to take my own life the second time it happened I decided that I needed to get to root causes so since then I've been doing the work I think mental health is like an injury it's just like any injury we all have mental health and we can get injuries of the mind as much as the body and there's no real stigma. If you were to turn up today with sort of a cast on your leg, I'd go, how did you do it? And you go, oh, you know, tripped over in the gym or while I was playing football or going for a run. And it would have been sort of totally socially acceptable. But if you'd sort of said, actually, I've got a bit of a mental crisis going on, people sort of like yeah. don't quite know how to have that conversation. Yeah. yeah. So I've done the work um, and I see myself in recovery. I think that um, it's a little bit like Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm yeah. in recovery in my daily practice now is uh, quintessential to maintaining positive mental health. Gratitude very much at the heart of that. Um, I believe that you can change the neuro pathways in your brain. Just as if you focus on negativity, you will sort of, I think, garner a negative experience of life. I think it's exactly the same. If you begin to think positively, if you spend your time smiling, if you think about gratitude, um, then I think that you can draw positive things towards you. I think it's about energies, but it also does affect your neuro pathways. You can sort of change the way that your brain functions. Mm. Um, and so I think that's why I do the gratitude practice. Focus on the positives, you'll call positive things to you. Uh, certainly that's been my experience in life. So yes, I, I understand acute depression, um, and that's why I've dedicated myself to having the conversation about what that can feel like, how we can avoid it altogether, and how we can support people when they are in a time of crisis. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it, it is a delicate one. You know, that's that any obvious, and, you know, I, I can only ever speak for myself, and, you know, like I've uh, mentioned a few times this morning, I can, you know, really relate to some of what you've been through and some of your old thinking patterns and, you know, how you thought about yourself and all that kind of jazz. And, yeah, for me, it's just... You know, there's a big difference between the admittance and the acceptance stages, isn't there? And just, you know, the getting to a point in time where you need to admit to yourself, where like, okay, like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. You know, and not letting that question overwhelm me. You know, and get into the the science of well, you know, why am I here and all this kind of stuff. But but use that as a point in time of thinking, I am here, 
for whatever reason I ain't really got time you know uh, to kind of delve too deep into that one in particular but you know what am I going to do why I'm here mm -hmm. and I you know I even just I, I use that as a bit of a, and this is on reflection you know of course but use that as a launch pad to say okay where am I going? How am I going to get there? Who am I going to do it with? You know, what uplifts me? What energizes me? As opposed to, because left to my own devices, it gets quite dark quite mm -hmm. quick. And, you know, the self-doubt and all that kind of jazz kind of creeps in and the fear. And then the fear becomes really overwhelming, etc. And all of a sudden you get yourself in a bit of a muddle. Like yep. where, you know, there's no hope. So for me, it's not denying that I can think certain things and I can feel certain things and I'm pretty powerless over the thoughts that come in and go out. But what I do with them thoughts, I've got a choice. And once I understood or kind of, uh, and I wouldn't say accepted because that's, like I said, down the line, but once I acknowledged that there was a choice there, that just kind of freed me up mm -hmm. to say, okay, you know, uh, I, I can let go of some of them kind of, behaviors that I just taught myself from mm -hmm. somewhere somehow and you know there is obviously some trauma there potentially and all that. well not potentially I know there is but I won't go into that now so yeah it's just that education isn't it and like you mentioned a good start for all that education is awareness you know yep. hearing other people talk about their own experiences so they can relate in some way feel like they're not alone and hopefully letting that be the spark for them to be inspired to kind of go on their own journey you know and uh, people position it as journey might, might see that as a bit fluffy but ultimately you know we're not going to play with words that's what it is and it's just yeah. like okay where can you go how can you get there because feelings are not going to kill you you know and that's what i realized and you know some of what really pushed me into corners sometimes was not wanting to feel these feelings you know these fears these anxieties these stresses and not wanting to put myself out there because of how vulnerable that put me and and all of a sudden, like I said, it just just it just takes over, and it's just like actually, these are okay. You can feel them, and you can move on. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think my, my advice in, in those types of situations. First of all, I think you're absolutely right that um, it's incredibly common for people to, you know, have blue days, blue weeks, blue months, and and even blue years. And the more that we talk about it, the more normalised that will become. And I think the pandemic. Um, if there's a silver lining within the pandemic, one of them is that people found it far more acceptable to talk about feelings. Yeah. Certainly um, in the corporate environments that I was spending time in consulting and, and sort of also doing breathwork classes, it was pretty commonplace for people to say, well, how are you feeling? And if people were feeling anxiety and a little bit sort of claustrophobic, we're all displaced. Um, it became more acceptable. And I see that as a huge positive that it, it was a lot more commonplace for people to say, you know, I'm having a tough time um, and actually being supportive of one another. So that is a, a sort of a, a real positive. I think the other thing is, is, although we are on journeys, absolutely, sometimes when you're in the darkest of days, it's really hard to see beyond the end of the day. Yeah. Which is why I, I sort of focus on just setting intentions for the, the next few hours. I know exactly what I've got to do for my next few hours. Yeah. You know, there's um, a long run through an awful lot of nettles. A few grateful miles to be had. Um, yeah. and, and that's great. And it'll be a lot of joy and a lot of laughter. But I just set my intention for the day. So I'll ask myself the question, OK, who do I want to be today? How do I want to show up today? Um, you know, who do I want to... Um, interact with today how do I want them to experience me there was a cartoon program when I was a child called Mr Ben I don't know if you remember this I'll remember it right, yeah, so yeah. I always can sort of go back to that and go okay I'm going to go into the changing room and I'm going to come back out of that changing room and who am I going to be today and how am I going to appear so sometimes 
the idea of sort of what am I going to do in a week's time or what's my purpose in life is too big a question and that can create its own anxieties. Um, while I do believe in a deliberate life and a purpose-driven life, sometimes it's just enough to go, okay, well, what am I going to do today to input a little bit, to affect somebody else in a positive way a little bit, or to look after myself and just to give myself a little bit of, of self-care? Um, and when you're in the depths of depression, you know, the, the idea of going downstairs and making a meal can be almost incomprehensibly difficult. Yeah. Um, but just taking those tiny steps of self-care, self-love, thinking how you want to appear and then at the end of the day just that little bit of gratitude find something even if it is as banal as okay well I went outside and I saw the sunlight or had a nice conversation with a friend can begin to sort of you know put down those building blocks of progress yeah um, certainly that's my experience yeah no uh, absolutely and you know I'm, I'm really aware as well like we're, we're chatting and kind of you know back and forth and you know I'm always kind of um you know, really try and bring it back to the fact that a lot of this slips off my tongue because it's, you know, I've made it habitual. It's a way of life for me now. I've been at this for a good 19 odd years where, you know, I've been really consistent in a lot of ways, ups and downs and rounds and rounds and everything in between. And 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 like yourself, you know, if you would have taken this back a period of time ago, I wouldn't be talking like this. I wouldn't be thinking like this or feeling like this. And I'll be hearing this just kind of probably wouldn't have got this far into the conversation if mm-hmm. I would have switched off you know because it just would have been just uh, you know foreign to me but I suppose you know to bring it back to the gratitude piece which you just kind of um, uh, did as well is for me with everything that I've experienced with all the places that I've been with all the people that I've spoken to and I've done some mad stuff I've gone to tops of mountains and been silent for days and this that you know just stuff I never in a million years imagine I'd ever do just an open mind has taken me places where mm-hmm. I just wanted to explore and be curious about but gratitude you know have everything for me that is the most accessible the most kind of no, not yeah, moment to moment, the most freeing opportunity that I've found that I can tap into quite quickly to change my perception and my feeling. You know, you mentioned about day to day and moment to moment because that's the opportunity. If I was to go into half full rather than you know, that half full mentality, half yeah, glass half full mentality, all of a sudden, you know, my whole persona changes. Absolutely. You know, and, and, it, and there's you, always something to be grateful start, for. You can start really, really simply with gratitude practices. Um, for example, pick up a piece of fruit yep. and just look at it for a couple of minutes. Like pick up a raspberry or a blueberry. I mean, this sounds ridiculous. No, it doesn't. At just, all. just pick up something like that and look at it and study it and look at the colour of it and the form of it and then put it in your mouth and really, really, really savour the flavour and be grateful that you've got the power of taste. Be grateful for the sort of like the refreshment that it brings. It can be that simple. Or if you're sort of sat like we or stood as we are, you know, pick up a leaf and be grateful that you can see the colours of it. There's a tree beside us here on this podcast and uh, it's just turning autonomous. <clears throat> so we've got these incredible sort of, I'm going to be running for the next month. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm going to be super grateful for is the fact I'm going to see the turning colours of these leaves. Yes. So I'm looking at that and I'm going, okay, I'm grateful for the fact I've got sight. I'm grateful that I can see colours and I can define that because there's many people who can't, right? And they don't have this Absolutely. incredible pleasure. So some people see great gratitude, they hear it and they go, oh, it's a bit woo-woo, um, it's probably not for me, it's not particularly manly or masculine. 
doesn't need to be about that. It's just like, okay, if, if nothing else, just be grateful for your senses. Start there. Then you can get to the big stuff like relationships or your job or your Ooh. purpose <laughs> and these things that you might be grateful for. Yeah. But start simple yes. um, because the power of the mind, it'll begin to spin. The wheels will spin in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's exactly what I meant by it's just accessible for all mm-hmm. you know no matter where you are what your circumstance what you've got what you haven't got it can absolutely be the spark absolutely for, to kind of like you mentioned open your mind and things like that and you know whenever I I, um, I hear things depending on what's going on for me and how I'm feeling that day or what frequency I'm on and my mind tries to get in interfere you, know, you mentioned words like we were and if I'm thinking no not today mate or it's right for you you've done x or been all all the story of the mind that noise of the mind as i call it i always just feel into okay why wouldn't i if yep. you're suggesting to me go pick up a leaf if my mind's saying what's he talking about you know i'm going to walk past that leaf because that ain't going to do anything for me today i've really tried i've coached my mind over years to say why wouldn't i pick up that leaf if there is a small percentage however flimsy i feel like it might be that this will help me in the next yep. moment why wouldn't I pick up that leaf even if I pick up the leaf do whatever I need to do with that leaf and throw it away and nothing's happened at least I've had the willingness to exactly. try and the power for me has always been in the willingness to kind of just see totally because what's the worst that can happen what yeah and I, th- I think happen? it's important to remember that if you think about where you are in life today there are people in another part of the world who would wish to have what you have oh dear Right, so sometimes we can be like really down on our circumstances, and I do appreciate and respect that. But there are people in other parts of the world that would be pleading to be where we are. You know, particularly here in we're stood in sort of um, Bishop Storford, and we're going to go for a lovely run. You know, although we could be sort of negative about our experience of life, you know, there's so much that we can be grateful for. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that it's important. If, and if you did pick up the leaf and went, our oh, bollocks to that, it's, it's not doing anything for me. At least you could be grateful for having the ability to make that decision. Just a willingness. You know, you go, at least you gave it a try. You were free to have that choice yeah. and you made a decision for yourself. You could be just be grateful for the fact that you've made your own decision that it's not for you that day. Yeah. So I think in my mind, I always sort of go, um, there are people who would wish to have what I've already got. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's difficult sometimes to appreciate, um, but it does sort of, again, begin to set you on a positive mindset. Yeah, d- difficult, but not impossible. Yeah. Um, where, like you said, on certain days, certain moments, everything feels impossible. And that's one of the, you know, I've got many things out of this uh, little conversation we've had. I say little, it's been powerful, but small, you know, because we could talk for a while. Is It's just been reaffirmed to me, really, uh, uh, is, is the choice mm-hmm. element of all this. You know, and what an awful place that I've been in, and I know, I know you have because of some of what you shared this morning, and I know others, and unfortunately, you know, some close friends of mine haven't made it over the years, but where you feel like you haven't got a choice, you know what I mean? That's yep. just, you know, I mean, it chokes me up now, you know, it's it's not a good place to be in, and to it's acknowledge not. the fact that we've got choices, you know, however flimsy we feel like they are in any given moment, we have a choice, mm-hmm. you know, and we've got the support and all that kind of stuff that, that's the next step but fundamentally just to have that inner feeling that okay you know what can I do here you know I, I think you're right we do have a choice um, however when people are chronically depressed they may not be able to make that rational choice decision um, and they may not be able to choose to stay of course um, and so I think it's also important to speak to the people who 
around that person, friends and family. Um, you may need to make that choice for the person that's suffering. You may need to be um, the person who makes the intervention. You may need to be the person who helps them find the gratitude and the power of the simple things that they do have. Um, we often have to support those people when, when they trip and stumble yeah. and pick them up. When I was at the darkest times, I, I could hardly eat. I had to be walked to university because if I, I had no adrenaline in my body, so if I crossed the road, I wouldn't s sort of react to oncoming cars. I was a danger to myself in that sense. Um, it took the love and care and attention of others to be able to help the choice become a reality, the choice to stay. Um, so I, th I think that with mental health, we often focus on the, the victim um, but actually it affects the people around that person and we should also speak to them which is that they do have a choice and perhaps they can choose to support that person and maybe it's like go for a walk with your friends and highlight the things which there should be gratitude for yeah could be gratitude for um, help them sort of see the beauty in, in simple things um, you know make them a brownie yeah make them a nice cup of tea and and savor it together so that you can guide them to find their own practice because that's the type of support and intervention that they may need yeah yeah incredible and uh yeah and i suppose that that was the kind of moment that i was trying to describe you know with, with uh the way i try to translate with regards to the choice choices that we have is is that that just that moment in time in which we get that split second you know where everything can change mm -hmm. you know if we allow that thought in you know but as you quite rightly said you know for some that that thought doesn't come in you know and uh, it, it, it sometimes doesn't regrettably and tragically um all, all i can say is you know, try try to find if somebody is in that situation first of all there's lots of resources like the campaign against living miserably where there are paid professionals who are there to answer the phone so if you feel that you can't talk to your friends you can't talk to your family if you have the power and you can muster enough energy to make a phone call, there are people like the Samaritans, Calm, Papyrus for Younger People, Grassroots, many, many organisations. There are specific organisations that look at uh, certain um, niches, uh, whether that's uh, ethnographic niches or um, people who identify different, you know, differently to one another. Um, so there are very specific charities that are set up to look at specific types of um, mental health or at least different causes of the stresses on people's lives. Um, so don't think that there's no one who'll understand because there are people who can be empathetic. Yeah. But try to find a hook, just a simple hook. Try to find one reason to stay. The, the second time I planned to take my own life, it was because of my children. Yeah, and it was just enough to sort of say, okay, I, I don't want them to grow up with this shadow in their life of their Same. father taking their own life. Yeah, and it was sufficient for me to make that choice you're talking about. Yes, I still had to do all the work. Yeah, I was still depressed, um, but it was enough to go, okay, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, and I'm certainly not going to bring that on my children. It was enough just to step across or step away from the edge. Same. Yeah, I the my, my last episode. <laughs> For enough of a better word, 2018, 19, uh, 2018, yeah, wandering around my local park. Not too dissimilar to this, really, uh, and it's not a million miles away from here either. 
and uh, summer's evening just walking around endlessly just uh, yeah absolutely on the floor you know certain choices that I'd made just felt very selfish I felt very yeah just um, yeah just a very dark place and yeah my girls you know they, they brought me out of that as well so I can relate to that but anyway listen as we've uh, mentioned at the start of this you've got a few miles to do I've Great got a few miles to do in 10 minutes to 10 get minutes. ready for that so, so uh, we always like to we're going to end this as a big conversation it's a delicate one and, and one that absolutely deserves you know a few more hours and mm-hmm. uh so we will continue this conversation in 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 other ways i'm sure but uh just to finish uh in a way in which we tend to finish uh a lot of our move of gratitude podcasts if you know along this lovely park in bishop stalford you were to stumble across a genie lamp and you had three wishes off the top of your head what would you wish for today if uh, you give that little genie lab uh, a stroke uh um another £20,000 in the kitty for calm why not that would be helpful Uh, I think that people hear the message that's behind the run which is that you can actively change your life and live a full and rewarding and contented life um, despite the fact that you will get knocked and there will be stumbles there is a way through it and uh, thirdly why, oh, I'll have a Tesla yeah <laughs> okay why not yeah <laughs> you know something good. for myself and something for the rest of the world well mate it's about balance give more than you take and you're definitely giving more than you take and uh, I really appreciate you I, I love what you're doing I love how you're doing it I love what you represent and I love where you're going and, and how you got there and I really you know respect your journey and uh yeah, the good and the bad, you know, because uh, we're all here on planet Earth. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we connected. I'm grateful for the conversation. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Thank you very much. We'll see where life takes us. Good luck on them grateful miles. And uh, shout out to Danny, as always, behind the mic. Yep. Thank uh, you, Danny. Take care. Thank Thanks. you very much. Great. Bye-bye.